It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement bowels that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. Welcome to Doc and the Deacon, a podcast about two dads. One of us believing in the power of science. One of us believing in the power of Jesus. But both of us believing in the power of an ice cold beer. And recently, yeah, the Deacon has been playing the role Holla. of nurse. <laughs> nurse Deacon. Yes, Nurse Deacon. Well, you know, you Jesus, know Jesus was often referred to as the physician in the Bible. Yeah. So I'll take it. I'll be the nurse. We're going to call him Nurse Jesus in this <laughs> one. Nurse Jesus. Yeah. And the deacon was a nurse because his wife had part of her bunion removed. That's right. She had a surgery that required her to be non-weight bearing. Did you enjoy being a nurse? Uh, I'm not cut out to be a nurse. <laughs> Did she ask you like, hey, I need my charger. Hey, I need this. Uh, hey, what? I need Listen, that. And, well, and it wasn't just what she asked. Have you ever been to a restaurant with that person you know the person I'm talking about. Let me, let, me t- let me walk you through. You sit down and the waitress comes over and she leaves and everybody orders but the one person. And she takes everything and then she comes back. And as soon as she comes back, that one person says, oh, you know what? I'll have a glass of water with a lemon. And then she comes back and she brings the glass of water with lemon. And then she's leaving again and they say, oh, you know what? Uh, can I also have this with that? And then she leaves and then she brings a bunch of stuff for the table. And then that one person says, oh, you know what else I need? I would like this, right? I need the bread. Oh, now I need butter. Oh, I need a new fork. My my water tastes like there's spit in it. This is what it was like. (laughs) Yeah, was it? Because she'd be upstairs and she can't go downstairs. She'd say, oh, you know what I need you to do? Can you just bring me a glass of water? I'd say, absolutely. And I'd go downstairs. And you know, when white men can't jump, it was like, when I, ask, when I say I'm thirsty, it doesn't mean I want a glass of water. I want you to go, I too have understood what thirst feels like. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> and listen, and Jesus talks about water and thirst differently, but that's a whole different story, right? So then, so I bring her the water and she says, oh, you know what else I need? I just need my computer. <laughs> and then I go get her computer. And she said, oh, I need the charger that goes with it too. So now I'm up and down Where's my steps. mouse? Can you get me my mouse? I lost 18 pounds. <laughs> Caring for her. And then I had to carry her everywhere. I even had to give her a bath. You gave her a bath? Gave her a bath. Was it like a sexy one or was it a sponge bath? It was like a sponge bath. It was not like, it was not like ghost. Like the bath we had just got done with the big pots of clay. Or American and Beauty. Yes. It was not that kind of bath. Wow. It was, it was a necessary bath. Okay. Okay. Meaning it was just like... It how was, many days in after her surgery was the first time you bathed her? Like, did she sit in her own filth for like how many days? Yeah, I think I, I'd, I'd like to say it was like two days. Oh, that's not too bad. No, not too that's bad. That's not too bad. That's not too bad. Like but two I, days in, was she feeling kind of ripe? I gave her like three baths. Oh, you gave her multiple sponge baths? Multiple baths. baths. Do you feel like your abilities to give a sponge bath improved over that time? Yes. Yeah, definitely. And with a sponge bath, did you like... Did you help? Like, did you do her hair? Did yeah, you like did. make sure you get like, like crevices she's in the bath? She can't. Why can't she take the soap and like wash her own like armpits and because uh, she had carriage. to keep she had to keep the foot elevated 
So she had to sit down in a chair and then I had to operate the water because we had it on the wand and it was just something that required additional hands. Was there a time where she was like, hey, you missed a spot or you I, left a little soap on I, this area? You know, I can tell. I, now, I can tell you, I don't think she enjoyed, she was not like a big fan because it, it requires some humility, right, to let someone bathe you. Yeah. And see, it's like, uh, what do English muffins talk about? The nooks and crannies? The nooks and crannies. Right? I think when you let somebody in, and it's different when you're married, because I think you, you know each other really intimately, but you've never bathed someone. Like, you've never seen all the nooks and crannies. Do you think you did a good job? Like, did you get her nice and clean? I mean, I Was cleaned, she so fresh and so clean? I was like cleaning toe jam. Wow. So fresh and so clean. She doesn't have toe jam. I'm just kidding. But I, I went in for the whole kit and caboodle. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Were there any areas of her, her body that were dirtier than you thought? Were you like, wow, I didn't realize that, you know? No, yes. not really. And, but I think, um, I think, you know, she was definitely feeling not like herself. And, and a bath, that, that, uh, the ability to feel clean, right, really changed her whole mood. Because it's easy to get lost in that moment of feeling like I'm gross, I'm dingy, I'm dirty, you know, and just... And she's already a little bit like that. She can come out yeah, and look yeah, beautiful yeah. for a night and be like, oh, I'm bloated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you look great. It's easy. Listen, I think as people, that's how we're predisposed. I mean, the Bible talks a ton about... It used know, to be like your hair looks great, your outfit looks great. But that bunion, ooh, oh. ooh, you should wear some cut. You should wear, you, why are you wearing open-toed shoes, girl? Not anymore. We're going to get, get number two taken care of. I can't wait. I think oh. I'm going to hire a nurse for that one. <laughs> nurse Deacon and Nurse Jesus. <laughs> That's right. I'm retiring. So was it a bloodbath or was it a sponge bath? Uh, listen, um, I did not have to shave her legs, but that could have been a bloodbath. Why do you think they call it a bloodbath? Well, usually it's referring to like a war or something that happened badly where blood was spilled everywhere. And it's, it's interesting that you would say it in that way because the Bible talks about how Jesus shed his blood and it's like it's referred to as the cleansing of the blood. Mm. Right? I mean, I don't, <laughs> I think I forget because I've been in. I mean, I think the crucifixion was probably a bloodbath. No, I would agree. I think I've been in and around religion so long, I forget sometimes how uh, some of the things that we say sound, right? Like, you know, have you been washed in the blood of Jesus is a question that people would ask. I mean, have you ever heard anyone ask a statement like that? Have you been washed by the blood of Jesus? I have not heard that. But right. I, if I, somebody I, asked you that, what would you think? I would... Tell them to listen to our show <laughs> and give us a five on Apple Podcasts. That's right. Yeah. And subscribe. 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 Well, there's a great, there's a great country song. It says, my, my mama wants to know, has he been washed in the blood or washed in the water? And I want to know, does he make enough to take my daughter down the road? Anyway, and, and, and specifically uh, in Southern Christianity, we talk a lot about, you know, not just being dipped in the water, Right, so like that bath of water. You know, sometimes when your kids go outside and they play, and they don't play too hard, and you're just like, "All right, come on, come on in and rinse off." Yeah, right. Get, get washed up. Get washed. Up. Yeah, that's easy, and that's different than a bath, than a real bath, like a cleansing. And I don't think a bath well, is as clean as taking a shower. 
I would agree. You know, I didn't take a shower until I was in my teens. Yeah, me neither. My, my parents were bathers. Yeah. And I remember one day being in school. I also remember one day earlier, like walking to the bathroom. My parents were just like sitting there taking a bath together. And it wasn't a sponge bath. They were just taking a bath. <laughs> they were just hanging out. I think they had. They were drinks. splish, splash. We was taking a bath. All about a Saturday night. And so, yes. I remember at one point I was like, oh, yeah. Somebody's like, you kind of smell. And I was like, well, I took a bath a few days ago. And they're like, you take a bath? You're like 14, bro. And I was like, yeah. what do you mean? Like, you should take a shower. And I was like, really? And I was like, to my buddy, so I was like, you guys take baths or showers? And I'm like, baths are for babies. And I was like, yeah, baths are for babies. <laughs> <laughs> and then the shower, the Chris Jump shower was born. Oh, yeah, yeah. The that's next day, I that's took all a shower. Took, yeah, right? yeah. You know what? That's one of those things where it was like good peer pressure. Because we didn't grow up wealthy, but like we had enough money we could use our own bath water. We could each take our own shower. Oh, yeah. I, now, see, I, my mom just liked baths, so, and I, I, I grew up taking baths. My brother loves baths. I, Sometimes when they come to visit, they're like, my, my brother and his wife are upstairs just like taking a bath for an hour. It's so ridiculous. I'm like, hey, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're, we're taking a bath. Yeah, because somebody's got the kids. They don't have to Slish worry about the kids. They're taking a bath. And all about a Saturday night. A rub dub just in rocks and in the tub. <laughs> and everything will be all right. Is that how it goes? Until I stepped out the floor, get my feet on the floor, I wrap the towel around me and I open the door and then a splish splash, I jump back in the bath. How did I know there was a party going on? So my question for you okay, is, do you think now, how often do you take a bath? So I, I cannot remember the last time I actually took, actually, no, no, no. You want to know the last time I took a bath? We were away for a field hockey tournament. And they had one of those tubs in our room that was a hydrojet tub. Rubbed up. And I was like, in yep. the tub. And I took one and it was fantastic. It, the water was hot. Like, boy, your skin hot. Yeah. In the 1800s, private baths were thought as healing powers for diabetes, for gout, for skin diseases. And then in the early 20th, 20th century is when people really started to think about personal hygiene. And then at that point, a weekly Saturday night bath was common. Okay. So it became like Saturday night. Yeah. You know, after you worked the week, then you would take a bath. And at that point, most times, people all shared the bath water. I don't know that I could like, go Do you six draw days. straws to like figure out who's going first? I don't know. I could go seven days without bathing. Uh, no. Or washing. I mean, I, I, you know, if I think of the gym and the times when I'm doing stuff, like I can't imagine going six days of working. So I have a question for Between you. Between bathing. At what age yeah. should you stop bathing with your kids? Sometimes I'll put the shower on and I'll send my son in and then I'll get in a few minutes later. But, you know, he's 10. I'm 43. It's not weird. We have the same parts. At what yeah. point do you think he's going to be like, Dad, I'm not getting in the shower after you. We're not going to be naked in the yeah, bathroom. Yeah, so I don't have time. the same parts as my kids, right? I have three daughters. Yeah. And I can tell you that um, it stopped quickly for me, right? I think, I think two was probably the age when I would be in there with them. Two years old? When they were two. Wow. Yeah. Now, so now I will let them go in the shower and I will help them, right? So I'm not getting in with them. I'm fully clothed, but I will take the shower wand and make sure we got shampoo Do you sponge bath all your children? No, nah, but we just go through every now and then making sure because the, the two middle, like the eight and nine-year-old, um, sometimes need help making sure they get all the soap and the, sh- oh, and the yeah. conditioner and all that stuff. My six-year-old, right? I'm like, did you clean your undercarriage? Did you wash your fingernails? Did yeah. you try to get your toenails clean? Like my 13-year-old, 
Uh, I don't even go in her room without knocking anymore. Okay, that makes sense. Right. I mean, the difference between my 10-year-old and your 13-year-old yep. is puberty. Yes. Right, the difference, I think puberty is the answer there. Do you remember growing up when we were teenagers and you had team showers? Like, after a game, we would all get naked yeah. Like in the same area. And there were times I was like, I want to wear a swimsuit. I'm like 15 years old. I'm not ready for a team shower. Do you, do you remember back in the day, like team showers? And there's no way that happens now. I mean, I lived right across the street from school. So oftentimes I was just ready to get home anyway. So, I mean, I literally walked. It was a four minute walk yeah. to uh, where our showers were at the school. So oftentimes I would prefer to go home to my nice shower. And um, there was a case of like MRSA. In my school, so I just made sure to beeline at home, right? I never knew what was happening. So those, those kind of showery situations always uh, made me a little weary, right? I yeah. did have shower shoes and stuff like that, but, you know. I uh, played basketball. Yeah. And I was in the varsity team in junior year at the end of the game. The coach was like, Chris, you're not taking a shower? And I was like, coach, you didn't put me in the game. I'm not sweaty. <laughs> I just sat on the sidelines. And smiled at the cheerleaders the entire time and rooted for our team. He goes, you should still take a shower. And years later, I married one of those cheerleaders. Oh. Yeah. I still didn't take a shower that day. But now, (laughs) I couldn't imagine. Like, I use a shower to get up in the morning. It helps, like, invigorate me. It gets me alive. It gets me awake. And... Well, that's kind of like what they talked, like in the Old Testament, when they talked about they used to make all these sacrifices. They used to sacrifice the lambs. They used to sacrifice their, the harvest. Like if you didn't have, if you didn't have animals, you would sacrifice like the, the first fruits of your wheat of whatever harvest you had. And then in the, in the, in the New Testament, it came about that Jesus came about and they say that his blood became the cleansing blood that washed us all and cleansed us all of our own iniquities, right? So they said, in, in Hebrews, it says, indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. So the Bible talks about how Jesus's blood became the ultimate cleansing of us as people. Wow. Of our sins. And I just think it's interesting that you would use something like the 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 imagery of being washed in blood, right? And then also, you know, there's in in Christianity, there's the baptism, right? That image of going under the water and then being washed completely. Your old self washes away from you as this new you emerges from the water. So I remember your oldest daughter's baptism. Yeah. Yeah, you invited me. That's we right. came. And when I was growing up in the uh, Catholic religion, it was like a little bit of water we put on the baby or we just put the baby's head under. You guys had like a whole big tub. Yeah, there was like, like a pool. She like dove in and like was doing laps. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> you know, will you take Jesus? And like she did like a double Lindy, a triple Lindy That's jumping right. into the water. That's I also right. remember you had a friend who was like a large man. Yes. Tall man. And they went to like someone's home. We did it in a pool. pool. That's right. And baptize him there. And that just felt like uh, rich people in Jesus showing off. <laughs> I think it was the only like, place why we could do we have to? Why for a baptism? Do we need to fully? Do you need to fully get under the water? Like, or just getting your head wet is enough? Like, why do we need to swim across a pool to show our love for Jesus? So they call it full immersion baptism. 
full immersion baptism. Yeah, and so the difference is... And I only did partial immersion baptism. That's right. And now I'm the atheist doc from Doc and That's Teague. it. And right, and must I, it. Mom, Not you all should the have just stuff. fully immersed me in the, in the holy water. You should have just had Jesus rain his blood down upon me, and I should have showered in the blood of Jesus. That's right. <laughs> and then you would have been cleansed. And then I would have been cleansed. They say I nothing. Probably, I probably would have gotten Hep C. Only the robe. The robe is made white by the blood. I mean, that's an oxymoron. Yes, but that's what the Bible the says. The Bible loves oxymorons. Bible loves. I mean, there's so many parables in there. But one of the things that they talk about, and we believe, because because John the Baptist, when he baptized Jesus, and when he did so, he 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 put his whole body under the water, and then when Jesus came out of the water. He was a new person, and so they said, and this is how we will be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, you know what I realized? Is that people Have think you- that they sound better when they sing in the shower, and I realize they still <laughs> sound terrible. And this is the reason people think that their voice sounds better when they're singing in the shower. You're surrounded by smooth surfaces. Yeah. It gives your voice... A little bit more power. Ooh, some acoustics. Yeah, and it yeah. stretches out the sound. Oh. And so everyone feels like when do when you think people shower, started singing in the shower? When showers were invented. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels like the place to do it. Have you ever sung Hallelujah in the shower? I'll sing Amazing Grace in the shower. Oh, yeah. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. Yeah. Did you sing to your wife while you gave her a sponge bath? I did not. And I, you know what? The next time, when she gets the next foot done, I will sing to her. Ooh, what are you going to sing to her? We'll be in the shower. I'm not sure. Okay. But I'm okay. going to have to definitely come up with a song. Your cracks, your crevices, your cracks, your crevices. Nooks. I clean that shit. Yeah. I clean that shit. I clean that shit. Your cracks <laughs> and crevices. Little John could sing that. Ooh, <laughs> I wish Little John and John the Baptist could do a song about cleaning your wife's. Little John the Baptist. About her. <laughs> <laughs> Cracks and crevices. Right, and, and being washed. Yes. Yes, that's yes. good. Wash. I wanted to shower the blood of Jesus yeah. down on Megan's uh, undercarriage to make sure it's I have to create a song for that and present it to her by Lil John the Baptist. <laughs> by Lil John. Yeah! Yeah! Yeah. We'll start. yeah, yeah. Are you clean? Yeah! Your feet are clean. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> well, every time I think about taking a bath, I think about how my daughter pooped in the bath Ooh. a few years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's happened to all of us as parents, right? Yeah, of course, of course, of course. And, you know, the bath water is much hotter in Japan. For some yeah. reason, people in Japan uh, bathe in hotter water. And then there are these hot springs that people bathe in. Mm. One of the places hot springs is um, uh, Iceland. Oh. I'm going to go. I've never been. Yeah, I'm going soon. If you want to go for a long weekend. Really? Yeah, I'm going to Iceland to party. Oh, let's go. Yep. What's yeah. in Iceland? Reykjavik? Yeah, we're going to Reykjavik. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there are some things about cold showers that I was reading about. Yes. And then I realized people can write anything. Yeah. In fake news. So I read this article on health properties of a cold shower. So one, you could get a boost of energy. You could improve your hair and skin texture. It will drain the lymphatic system and it will improve circulation. And what that made me realize is people just make things up and can uh, put articles out in the world. Well, so there's this, um, there's this, um, this, this practice, this, this program called hard 75 hard. Yeah. And in 75 hard, there's a couple of things that, that, 
you have to do like work out twice a day for at least 45 minutes, read 10 pages a day. You have to prescribe to a diet, whatever diet it is and stick to it. Um, and then one of the things you have to do is take a cold shower. Hmm. Why? Like lukewarm or cold? No, like cold. And I'd spent, so I spent a January, I like to do a January like cleanse where I'll watch what I eat, uh, try to cut out alcohol and take cold showers. I want to point out the deacon is like, Hey, I'm doing dry January or I'm not having a beer for 30 days That's right. until this. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Hey, everybody's hanging out and meeting at Happy Hour. He's like, okay, I'll be there in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but I only had like one beer. You know what I feel like? I'm like the devil calling. You, I'm in the midst of a cleanse. Always on And I was my... like, uh, chicken wings? Yeah. Right? Uh, uh, chicken wings are good for cleanses. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of protein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nurse Deacon's chicken wing cleanse. <laughs> I, should, I should write my own cleanse. I love how the deacon has a million jobs, and he's good at all of them, except for sponge baths. (laughs) Except for sponge baths. Deacon, you missed a spot. Mm -hmm. So what the main issue is now is that with COVID, we were not out in places. We were not doing things. We were not interacting with people. And so we were not being exposed to things. And back in the day, not that long ago, 1989, it came up with this idea of called the hygiene hypothesis. Have you heard of this? It's the year Taylor Swift was born. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Okay, okay. I love the 10-minute song she sings about Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. My kids like see it and go, hey, Dad, there's your song. And I was like, don't tell people that. I do love that song. And so do you know what the hygiene hypothesis is? No. It is all about the immunity crisis that's happening in the world. So what is happening is that allergies are going up, autoimmune issues are going up. Because people aren't spending as much time outside, so their bodies are not acclimating as well. Therefore, they're not developing immunities. Therefore, they're becoming more allergic, et cetera, et cetera. Am I right? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in 1989, this guy, uh, Strachan in the British Medical Journal, wrote this article about how autoimmune type issues are going up. Yeah. And the thought is maybe we're just not exposing young people to enough things. Maybe we're not exposed to enough uh, germs and Kids with smaller families were having increased risk of autoimmune type issues. Okay. Maybe it was because they weren't being exposed to as many, you know, good microbes, bad microbes. And right. so this became a hypothesis that was discussed. Then there was a study done in East versus West Germany. Okay. And the thought was, at the time, East Germany uh, was not in as good a place at this we time We don't as West need no hesitation. So there was a lot more pollution in East Germany, and there was a lot more cleanliness in West Germany. And the thought was looking back is who would have more allergies, who would have more autoimmune issues? And this was a retroactive study, and they really thought that children in West Germany were going to be healthier. And? And that was not the case. It was the opposite. And see, these are some of the things that were... uh, What did they find? That there were more autoimmune disease and more allergies found in West Germany that was a more developed country at the time. And what we've learned is that allergies are going up. Food allergies were not really a thing when we were growing up. Yeah. Like when you were growing up, you know what you fed every kid? Peanut, peanut butter. Peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, peanut butter and jelly. And yeah. there was not, you know, it was accessible, it was affordable. To that? Yeah. There was yeah. no gluten allergy. So we're born with this innate immunity and then we have an adaptive immunity that grows, right? Yeah. So we're born with this initial one. And those first four years, this is a big thing that happens where we develop our immunity. And it really comes to the difference between we need to be exposed to some microbes 
Yep. But do we want to be exposed to pathogens? Do we want kids to get sick? And in COVID, some of these kids have never really just been out and playing and exposed to others. And you know what we found out? What? Well, there's all these hypotheses. Maybe there's these TH helper cells, TH1 and TH2. And the TH1 cells are cell-mediated immunity. And what we want is them to work a little bit. Because the TH2 cells help with IgE production allergic responses. Yes. And so what's happening is our TH1 cells aren't working enough. In they're, our, so they're, they're getting atrophied? And our TH2 are taking over these oh. ones that are like... Dust in itself is not bad. Yeah. But if you're allergic to dust, it's bad. Yeah. Cats are not bad, even though I hate them. But if you... Do, if you're allergic if you, to dander. Yeah. If you sure. create an allergy to cats, then they are bad. And so that is our own immune system attacking our body towards these certain antigens that we're being presented with. But in essence, trees are not bad, but some people are allergic to trees. And we all know that peanuts are good. But the thought is, without microbe exposures, these Th1 cells are being pushed out and taken over by the Th2. Food allergies are on the rise. One out of five children now has a food allergy in the United States. And so the question was, you know, are we making things too clean? Yeah. And what we've learned is the answer is no. Right. No, it, it's not actually the answer. We do not want people to be exposed to viruses. We don't want them to be exposed to bacteria. You know what we want them to be exposed to? Other kids. Okay. Dirt. Right. Playing outside. Some of these COVID kids have never been outside. Kids are in nature less. All our kids are attached to a tablet at some point. But you should still wash your hands after you poop. But maybe if you have a dog or a cat. Yeah. You should let it lick you in the face. Lick them in the face. Lick, let your dog lick you in the face. That's right. After your um, kids play outside? Yeah. And nurse Deacon has given them a sponge bath? Sponge it off. Yeah. Mrs. Spot. That's right. Mrs. Spot. Clean their butt. Yeah. Miss, let them leave a little dirt under those Behind the ears. That's right. In my neighborhood, we got two COVID babies. We're like, you know, we have friends in my neighborhood that we hang out with and they have little kids that yeah. like are like two years old. Yeah. Both are allergic to something. Mm. Right? Baby Maggie, baby Sloan. Yeah. I'm always like handing the children things like when we're hanging out. And I'm like, they're allergic. you can't eat that. Yeah. She, you know, <laughs> your kid can't have dairy. She's allergic. Your kid can't have uh, this. No, she's allergic. And I was like, you know why? Yeah. COVID baby. The hygiene hypothesis in COVID babies. Yeah. You know? You got to wipe that dirt no, off. Uh, what's, what's your boy Jay-Z say? Go on, get to, go on, brush your shoulder off. Yep, get that dirt off. Brush That's that right. shoulder off. So this is how I'm going to fix it. Come Have on. your kids go play in the dirt. Also, the five-second rule, I'm changing to the 10-second rule. 10-second rule. If you drop your food on the ground. Wait, marinate it on the ground. You shouldn't pick actually it pick it up within five seconds. The best time to pick it up is between five and ten seconds. Okay, perfect. That's how you build some good immunity. Let's do it. I want to point out there is zero science behind that. We have not. This is, this is just our hypothesis. But. But I'm on board. Yeah. And then if it all comes down to it, what can happen is you can have the deacon pray for you. You can get cleansed by the blood and then you're good to go. I love it. I love it. I want to know, those of you out there that are listeners, how many of you listen to Doc and the Deacon in the bath? Ooh. Yeah. If Joe DeCamera listened to us from, uh, from WIP, yeah. he would definitely be listening in the tub. You know He's what he'd a bather. Be, and you know what he would be doing? What? He'd be singing. You yes, know, he would be definitely singing? be singing. Splish, splash, I was taking a bath. Oh, about a Saturday night. 
just relaxing in the tub. Thinking everything is alright. I don't know anymore. Till I stepped out the tub, put my feet on the floor, wrapped the towel around me, and I opened the door. And then a splish splash, I jumped back in the bath. How did I know the doc and the deacon was going on? Two things you can always count on. The doc is in. And the deacon is speaking. Thanks so much to our uh, our producer for always cleaning up our mess. I want to Tucker say, Butler. I want to say thank you to uh, the deacon's wife for having to get a sponge bath and inspiring this episode. That's right. Um, and and we're going to reach out to Joe DeCamera and see if he'll put us on take a to have a listen to our episode in the bath. Thanks to franchise. Thanks to franchise and my wife. Uh, we love you. Listen, stay clean out there, but not too clean. But don't be afraid to get a little bit dirty. Dirty. Peace. Nurse Deacon out. Peace. Excellent brain trust to market and brand this. That's set in stone like the Ten Commandments. This show won't be around for infinite years. I think we can all agree on ice cold beers. 100% authentic, you can't fake it. Often imitated, but never duplicated. So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in. Now I'm coming to close it like a Roldis Chapman.